The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all, but let me tell you, I'm even more excited for our guest this morning. He is the co-founder of My First Million and Multifamily, Mr. Eden Smith. Eden, thanks for joining us. How are you? Thanks, Cody. I'm very glad to be here. Doing well. Doing awesome. well. Awesome. Well, just for those playing along at home, Eden and I don't live that far from each other. <laughs> we're doing this over Zoom, but we're, we're super close. So I really appreciate him joining this morning. Just in case people are hearing your voice, seeing your face for the first time, Eden, which I don't imagine so. Love what you guys are putting out there. But if they are, would love to get your origin story on you know where you're from, how you got into real estate, and what you guys are really doing these days. Sure, absolutely. So the origin story, you know, I was born at an early age. Wait, no, we're not going to go back that far. But you know, going back, I started my real estate career in 2014. Before that, I worked as a health coach with a company helping people lose weight because because I lost weight with the same company. And before that, I was in youth ministry. I was in youth ministry from the time I was in college to out of college. I did that for 10 years. And then I moved home to South Carolina to, to be close to family so I could go to seminary and, and realize that was not the track for me, which is a good thing to realize before you go instead of after, right? It's like you don't want to graduate medical school to realize it's like, ooh, mm, the sight of blood and I don't get yeah. along. That's, that's <laughs> not a good fit. Like that's, that's not a good plan. So realizing that I wasn't called to ministry before going to seminary was a good thing which started me in my track with being kind of entrepreneurial, self-employed, working for myself, health coaching, transitioned to real estate, general brokerage, realized the transactional hunting and gathering stuff. I wouldn't, I, I couldn't build an actual business with that. From there, I, I partnered with my cousin Jennings. We started a property management company and quickly realized from him, because he'd been studying multifamily apartments for a while, like how to buy them, how to raise money, how to syndicate them. He'd studied online and he kept, he kept dripping on me like, yeah, you got you to gotta study this stuff. Like, this is the direction I want to go and I want you to come with me. I'm like, well, okay. So I started, I started studying and realized how powerful apartments could be. And it was in 2019 when we really got serious. We had, we had studied some online education. You know, we got serious when we wrote a big check or figures to go to a conference across the country. We flew to this conference, you know, his his name was Tim Bratz, it was called Commercial Empire. A lot of people in the room, you know, learned learned a couple things at the conference, but really the valuable thing about that conference were the people in the room, the people in the room. And we met, of the people we met there at the conference, we were able to build a relationship with somebody who ended up becoming part of our team, our loan sponsor, which is, which is how we've been able to close so many deals in the past three years. And now here we are three years later, we have about 950 doors, might be a thousand. It depends on how you count some self-storage, whether they're one for one or 10 for one, you know, it doesn't matter. But we have, we have a significant portfolio now that we've accomplished in the past three years. And we've built an online education platform called My First Million in Multifamily. We have a Facebook group where we, we deliver content, teaching, interviews, not exactly podcast style because we're broadcasting video just to the group specifically for them, 
but it's grown to 23,000 some people in the past year. We have a mentorship program. We have a training program for students who want to learn what we did. And, and not only education, but a, a network, right? Because with, when COVID hit, live stuff shut and, and everything turned to online. We're doing this Zoom call, right? Like three years ago, if we were going to do a podcast, we'd probably have to meet in person, get the soundboard out, mic up, and every, that's how we do it. That's how I did my podcast back in the day, in person, live. So what we've done is we've tried to recreate that live network online with our deal room with My First Million in Multifamily. And that's, that's what we do. We, we, we close deals. We train students. We mentor them. We help them analyze deals. We help them raise money. We help connect them with that one relationship that they need in order for their dreams to come true. Well, love- in order for them to make progress toward their dreams, right? Because yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing's guaranteed. The only guarantee is if you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. That I can guarantee. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't stay on the sidelines. Jump in the game. And and I'm going to steal something from you because we read a networking event just a couple of weeks or weeks ago. And I'm going to steal it from you because I love it. I love the fact that you pointed out you went to the conference and, and it, while the content was good. And listen, we've been to a few conferences as well. And the content's usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. The people you meet is why you go. And that's I'm, right. You know, and what I'm going to steal from you, and I want to make sure people know you're always one person away from doing your deal or finding, finding your deal, the mm-hmm. next deal, your first deal, whatever it is, you're one person away and you never know where you're going to go and who you're going to meet. And I absolutely love when you said that it's resonated with me since you've mentioned it. And it's, it's a going mantra for me of, you, you know, anytime I'm like, oh, do I want to go to this networking event? Do I want to, do we want to pay to go do this thing? We're one person away from our next mm-hmm. deal. One person away. You never know and, who you're going to meet. You know, the thing about going to a paid event Versus a free event, honestly, if you go to a paid event, it elevates you right out of the gate because anyone, anyone can show up to a free event. You know, maybe they're just there for a free beer or the free chicken sandwich. Who knows? Who knows why? Or they just stumbled by like, oh, there's something going on there. I'm going to walk in and see what's up. Yeah. Uh, But when you spend money to be at an event with other people, they're also spending money to be there. So, and, and you know what it took for you to be there. They know what it took for them to be there. You're automatically elevated to a similar level, even if you're just starting out. Yeah. Right. Spending money to get in the same room as the people that you want to follow. That that's one of the best investments you can make in yourself more so than education, really, because it's not what, you know, it's not who, you know, it's who knows you. Mm -hmm. Right. You got to take it one step further from who, you know, because everybody, you know, knows everybody. Yeah. It's like you, you look at your Facebook friend and I got, got like forty eight hundred connections on Facebook, but I don't actually know who all those people are. Yeah. But if somebody wants to get my attention, then, you know, they know me. But to get my attention, they have to do a little bit more work to invest like, hey, Yaden, I've been following you. I have a question about this. You know, can you help me with that? And that's how you build relationships by getting the people that you want to follow getting in the same room with them and putting in the reps, putting in the, the consistent showing up, whether it's just being present at, at an event, uh, in a network, whether it's an online or in person, so that they can see, oh, this person is serious. I need to know more about them. Absolutely. You know, that, that event that I was talking about that we went to was in Cleveland. We flew up there. It was a $5,000 ticket to go. Mm. So not, not plus, plus plane, plus where we stayed, plus food. Like, it was not cheap to get there, especially for us just starting out. We built a relationship then, 
it was months later building the relationship steadily before we realized, hey, we want to close a deal together. Now that we trust each other and we have this relationship, let's actually find something to take down. So it, it, it takes time, but it is so worth it. Trust is not given, it's earned, right? Mm-hmm. And, you, and it's like that in any relationship. And, and oftentimes they can take months, maybe a year yeah. before, before you're fully flushed out and understand, yeah, we, this is a good partner. You know, and don't take for granted if it's a friend or family member that it's automatically going to be a good partnership. Like you, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you, mm-hmm. you have to build that trust and rapport yeah. from a professional standpoint as well. Yeah. So uh, it's like, like with, with my partner, who's also my cousin, right? We're first cousins. Our dads are brothers. He wanted to partner with me because he'd seen me the, you know, run this health coaching operation, which basically was a multi-level marketing company. But I was succeeding. I was making money. I was paying all my bills. I bought a house with that income. He saw me start my real estate career, which as you just like most people can't make it in real estate when they start. Mm-hmm. It's just it's statistically hard. Uh, I succeeded in that. I launched my own brokerage. Just that he, he saw the work ethic that I had over time, which is why he trusted me enough to say, hey, I want to partner with you. And I'd seen him in construction. I knew that he could grind. I knew he could hustle. I knew he could put in the time that was required to succeed. It was like, yeah, this is going to be a good partnership, even though we're family, right? So just because you're family, just because you're friends, doesn't mean it's a good fit. There still has to be that trust and that relationship of a uh, past track record. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, because I, I know and I, it's been, love all this stuff. And I feel like we could have a whole show on all the stuff we're talking about now. <laughs> what, what comes to mind as, as something that in your career popped up as a challenge or even a failure that you had to overcome that, that maybe can help our audience out a little bit. We have a lot of people that are first time or relatively new mm-hmm. uh, investors, whether it's on the LP or GP side, some single family, some multifamily. What, what kind of comes to mind from your career? So one of the very first mistakes that I made with, with multifamily syndication, it was we were working, our, our first deal was 18 units, actually just up the road in Panopolis in Monk's Corner here, just outside Charleston. We, we got that one, we were renovating it. And I was running the entire, I was running the project. So I was, con- I was coordinating, you know, paint, flooring, granite, uh, the construction. I was coordinating all that because it was 18 units and, and it was small enough that I could wrap my head around everything. Right. And we we're working with a local flooring company, great flooring company. They, they do great work. And this was in 2019 when we closed on the property, right before the pandemic hit and everything started to go sideways. Well, when the pandemic hit, I was talking with my flooring guy and he was, he was telling me how with tariffs and supply that there was a real risk that flooring prices, because we put LVP floors in these mm-hmm. properties, and there was a real risk that flooring prices were going to spike in the near future, which flooring is a huge component when you're renovating an apartment. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, there's an opportunity. If you want, you can buy you know, 50,000 square feet of flooring from this company. It's, it's, you know, it's just like the flooring we're using already. So I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's, let's hedge our bets. 75,000 bucks is how much I spent to buy that much flooring. Mm-hmm. So got that flooring and guess what didn't happen? Mm. The price of flooring didn't spike. <laughs> Inventory didn't disappear. 
But and so so I had I had seventy five thousand dollars worth of flooring that we were using, you know, a thousand dollars at a time, two thousand dollars at a time. And I, I traded my liquidity, which is important when you're a syndicator. I mm-hmm. traded that liquidity for inventory just to just to hedge against cost so that the project could stay under budget or on budget, not not blow the blow the renovation budget. Mm-hmm. And it took Gosh, it took over a year to actually recoup that cost for the flooring. It didn't work the way I thought it was going to work. I didn't lose money, but all that capital was tied up unnecessarily. And it it did cause cash flow issues over there. It was like, okay, if I had this $75,000, then cash flow with renovations, cash flow coming in and coming out, I'd be able to you know, prime the pump with $10,000 or $5,000 for renovations and then recoup it on a construction draw. That was the lesson I learned where you know, um, buying materials in bulk ahead of time, not a good, it, it did not work out. Now, fortunately, I didn't lose the $75,000, but you know, it, it, it was a mistake. And looking back, I, I never should have done it. One, I did it independently of talking with my partner, which was also a mistake. You know, I was mm-hmm. trying to like, hey, I'll do this. It'll be, it'll be beneficial for the deal, beneficial for the team. It wasn't. It only added to my stress level. Didn't add to my partner's stress level because they didn't have any money in flooring. I was the one sitting on, <laughs> you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of flooring. And then it was, uh, it was difficult because it turned out as, as we continued along with our second project, where I was going to use the majority of the 63 unit actually in Goose Creek, the flooring company that we had worked with, they specialized in residential installs for flooring. Mm. They could do apartments, but it took longer and it cost more than working with someone who specialized in the apartments. So now I have thousands of dollars worth of flooring that I've kind of, you know, since I bought it from this company, they're storing it from for me. Like they're going to use it and we're going to use them to install it, but it's actually going to cost us more money if we do that. So I had to go through the emotional pain of having conversations with this guy, like, hey, sorry, we can't use you to install this flooring because you're twice as expensive as these guys who install this flooring. Right. And we, we just don't have the money in the budget to pay that much for the flooring to be installed. We're still going to use this flooring, which is mine because I bought it, but we have to use a different contractor to actually install it. That was, uh, that was not a fun conversation that I had to have. I don't imagine it would be, but probably a valuable lesson, you know, a couple mm-hmm. in there, one, making sure that all the partners are on board with a larger decision like that. And, and granted, right. those were some pretty unprecedented times, right? No one, we didn't know what was going to happen. Right. We, we've heard stories of the opposite where people didn't hedge against some bets and they lost money. Very fortunate for you guys. But also at the same time, it's one of those things that vetting some of the contractors you're working with. And, and, and like you said, I'm sure these folks are great and do great work for what they do, but they don't specialize in what y'all needed. Right. And, and finding the right partners and doing that due diligence and having that is vital to something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, while it was, probably a painful, emotionally painful, stressful, painful situation for you. Like you said, maybe not your partner, but you, a valuable lesson learned. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it was because with, with the 18 unit, right? Since they had already done the flooring, I budgeted, we'd done the renovation budget with their numbers. 
mm-hmm. but we had done the renovation budget on this other project with with without them giving us a quote. We'd gotten a quote from somewhere else. I can't remember exactly where. And suddenly it just, it didn't work. It worked on the smaller project. It didn't work on the larger project. And I had to eat crow and, you know, say, sorry, it's not going to work. And, you know, it was, it was stressful, but we, we worked our way through it. We, we did survive. And actually both of those projects that the 18 unit Panopolis, the 63 unit Goose Creek, we've gone, taken those full cycle. They they're refinanced. They're in long-term agency, non-recourse debt now. And just, you know, Taking along, growing, and yep. on track. Cash flow, love it. Mm-hmm. Yep, awesome. Well, listen, I think that's a good enough spot to probably wrap up. I, I honestly can't thank you enough for coming on board. I know we talked about a lot of stuff, some unsuccess stories, some stuff around. You know, you're you're always one person away. I love the idea around networking and conferences, and really sometimes paying to play, and so yeah. that you can find the right people and surround yourself. We're only as good as like the five closest people around us. So, you know constantly evaluating that. So Yaden, for the, fr- for those- the friends you keep and the books you read, those are the two things that will mm. help you change and grow in life. The friends you keep and the books you read. Man, I love that. That, that might be our title right there. For those that want to work with you, learn from you, invest with you in the future, where's the best place folks can find you at on the interwebs? The best place where we're on, I'm on all the socials, all of you, know, Instagram, Yaden S., you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Yaden Smith. The best way to connect with me is on social media. We have our large Facebook group, you know, My First Million in Multifamily, easy to find. If you're looking for mentoring or training, we have the My First Million in Multifamily Deal Room, which is our, our private membership group where we have students that, that we train through our course material and all, all the lessons we've learned. <laughs> right. Not just the one today, but all of them. Right. Not just the one we talked about today. All of the lessons we've learned as we've been doing this, as we're growing, we want our students to grow so that they can close more deals. Man, I absolutely love it. Y'all, if you're not, if you're not paying attention to what they're doing over there, please go check it out. It, it's worthwhile. And, and like we've been talking about this whole show, find somebody that can help you grow faster mm-hmm. and, and learn faster. So yeah. And thanks so much for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Loved having you on and all the stuff you brought to us today. Cody, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, listen, I, I'm excited that you were able to jump on. I know it's been a long time coming, so I really appreciate it for those listening and watching at home. We really appreciate you and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the real estate unsuccess stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the real estate unsuccess stories podcast.